a happy new year. The NBA season started yesterday. Happy basketball new year. Hey y'all, welcome to the Break Dream Podcast. I'm Jeff. And I'm Laura. And today we're going to talk a little bit about uh, the freelance economy that's out there, specifically Airbnb. Um, we've had some requests from friends, family, co-workers, or we have a lot of questions from said people on the topic, and we're going to chat about it. Jeff, have you stayed in an Airbnb before? I've never said an Airbnb. So I have questions. You have questions? Okay, great. Well, yes. I've stayed at Airbnb and we're joined with a guest uh, today. Say hello. Hello. That's Fiatra or Fiatra or Fiatra uh, that's joining us. Uh, okay, fine. He's joining the call uh, because Fiatra and I have been Airbnb hosts for two and a half years. Yep. Yeah. Pretty longer, maybe. I feel like it's only, no, officially, like we, yeah, we've we been having vagrants stay on our couch, Andrew. Um, but other than that. So, so, you mean now you're getting paid for people to, to <laughs> crash at your house? Exactly. Not on our couch, and they actually paid to, to, and they, to stay in a room. <laughs> Which is how it all started. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. All right. So, Back in my first year of academia, where I thought it was job searching, we had talked about, you know, doing up the house in case we had to sell and move, but we didn't move because I got my job locally and I stayed at where I am, my same institution. And uh, while, while Fairco was job searching and we had a friend of ours kind of in the same boat of like searching for jobs and working at an incubator for a startup he was working on. He asked if you could sleep on our couch, and, and Andrew then talked to Fierker about it, and Fierker said, oh, we have a room upstairs, right? Yeah, that was it. Yeah, he had nowhere to stay, and we're like, okay, well, you, we've got a room up unattended upstairs, so you're more than welcome to stay with us. So was Airbnb started by, like, out-of-work grad students who <laughs> naturally had people sleep on their couch? Because this this seems like a model. This seems like a business model that every like person in their twenties should have thought about. Well, good okay. thing you asked that because I have an Airbnb story. The Airbnb story. Uh, no, it's not. And if you want a quick version of it, the How I Built This podcast actually interviewed the founders of Airbnb, and it all started because people couldn't find rooms at a conference for a design conference, and they were all and design in other areas and they said hey we could just have an air mattress on our floor in the kitchen and they could stay there and we could rent out a few air mattresses for a conference so that's how it started so kind of like us except uh not couch surfing enough and andrew stayed with us for two months is that right for your uh yeah he stayed with us for uh, maybe three months but like just just to bring it back a bit further so in terms of airbnb basically the, the guys were entrepreneurs in I think San Francisco or yeah. somewhere somewhere in that yeah, region, and and they were like that they had tech startups and that was their goal to do, and basically they decided, just independent of what they were doing themselves, this conference as Laura said came up, 
and they said, okay, well, yeah. Oh, what happened was their actual uh, landlord said we're going to raise the rent and they didn't have enough money to pay the rent for, for the actual increase. So they said, okay, how are we going to pay this? And there was a conference coming to town and they said, well, what are we going to do? So there was a conference coming to town. They had no money to pay the rent. They're like, okay, we've got a few air mattresses. The place is already full. And they said, uh, maybe we can try this, like if anybody wants to stay here. So they posted they on the conference website. Advertised, yeah, they, they advertised and said, we've got three air mattresses that we can put downstairs. And if anybody wants to stay here, then they can. And they didn't realize how much, how popular that was going to be. And I think everybody was oversubscribed in terms of people going to come to the conference. And I said, okay, well, we'll take three people. And I think 60 people applied for it. And that's how it all started. Do you know when they started, Fikra? Do you remember? Uh, I don't, but it's it's obviously going for 15 years or no. so at this stage. Ten, so. Ten years ago. October 2007. I'm reading. Okay. The, I'm, re I'm referencing the book that, they sent us, the Airbnb <clears throat> story. I'll put it in the show notes. That's a lot longer than I would have thought. 2007. Yeah, two underemployed, unemployed art school grads living in a three-bedroom apartment in San Francisco. So, Fierke's elaborating. No one in San Francisco has basements. They live on the same floor. They just put them in the kitchen. Come on, <laughs> that sounds too fancy. <laughs> Um, so yeah, we, we will tell you about our story, but we got this gift to, gifted to us, the Airbnb story for anyone that was a super host for, I don't know how many long, but they said, we'd like you to share the story of us. Someone wrote a book about it and, and the short cliff notes version on that podcast, how I built this, I'll put in the show notes. It's actually kind of interesting to hear how it got started, where it went and where they might want to go. So yeah, but yeah, we, we signed up as hosts. When you say super host, like that's an actual designation. Yes, it is. Oh, I thought I thought you were just like saying, "Oh, we're super hosts," but like no, like they they. <laughs> well, normally they'd I like, would do that. So good call. Uh, so what's like, what's like the next like ninja host? Like what goes beyond super host? I wish there was ninja host. No, super host is it. Um, so a super host is someone that's had at least ten positive bookings over. X amount of time period. So it's like usually six months, 12 months. They do an assessment of how quickly you respond to guests, what your communication style is like, what your rating is like, positive comments. Um, clearly we pay all our guests to do that. And then, um, no, and they kind of give you an evaluation based on what you use in the system, what, you, what you're being reviewed as, and how, many, how frequently you, I guess, you host in that capacity. Okay. Yeah. It's actual designation, so I, we didn't make this up and give ourselves a little award. Although it does you sound like, plausible, though. You didn't like print off a certificate, like "Oh, we're super host." <laughs> <laughs> no, but I kind of want to have a ninja host now, so I'm gonna have to make one of those. So thanks, Jeff, for making me want to strive for more. Okay, so do y'all stay in an Airbnb when you travel? We do. We have. Yes. We, we, yeah, we, we, we stay in several Airbnbs and we, we stayed with some before we actually decided to do this. But now that we've that now that we are like fully engrossed in this, I think we, we go out of our way to stay there more times than not because yeah. of that as well, because we're used to the, 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 there is a different sort of. Uh, what is it? Persona of, of people who want to stay in these places and. We've got to know them and it's worked out well for us. So because of that, we're like, yeah, well, 
if if we're if that's the way that we're doing things, why would, would we not stay with people who are like minded? And I will also say we also stayed in just B&Bs before in guest houses. So we are the kind of travelers that we want to go to a place and have an experience. And I think that's what Airbnb really tried to promote is a community and experience. And so when we stayed at guest houses or proper B&Bs before the air was part of it, um, we wanted to go and talk with them or get an idea of what's, what's to do in the area or what they recommend or have a bit of a chat. And so I, I think we've liked that. Even we've stayed at some interesting Airbnbs around the world or B&Bs around the world in general. And um, I think we both like that idea and they're kind of like temporary hosting. And we really thought it was going to be like tourists just passing through. And it's not. So, do you have like long-term requests then? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say our experience was, as Laura alluded to, like we sort of expected that the whole Airbnb thing was just for tourists and that people would come and stay for a weekend and and sort of enjoy the culture or shows or whatever else was going on that they were coming into town for. But our experience yeah. has been completely different in that, most, I would say, our average guest has probably stayed one to two months, probably like uh, on the two-month end. We've had people stay for a weekend, but I would say that's very definitely in, in the small minority. Most people have stayed for two to three months. Or, wow. no, they, they, I'd say one month is about average because we've got some like grad students coming through or professionals doing placements or a lot of people moving to the area. So we're actually like... You know, the whatever the welcome wagon was called, my mom used that term, uh, but you come to new to the neighborhood and people stay with us while they look for a new house, sell their old house, figure out where they want to live in this vast DFW area. And uh, so yeah, transitional, transitional, temporary housing, a lot of that. Yeah, totally. Which makes sense. Like I would do that if I was scoping at a new location, didn't have, didn't want to move all my furniture at once or wasn't sure where I wanted to live. Like, well, I would do that for my next house, I think. All right. So, so uh, uh, do you have requirements on, um, like, are there requirements on, do they have to have their own bathroom, like their space, their, um, like, are, yeah, so do you have, like, requirements you have to meet? Like, no. if you have a shack, like a you, shed in your backyard. You could literally you... have, like, a mattress or a couch. Like, there's so many various... Airbnb has gone from everything from, like, a pull-out couch futon to your own private island. So that's the difference of this community. Like, so it can be whatever you want, and you say what it is. So you they've customized the site over the last... So we've used this since, I think, full-time since 2015. And they've customized the site so much that you can say what type of bed you have to private public bathroom shared spaces and we are unique hosts because we still live in our house and our guests live on the second floor which is they're the only ones on the second floor with their own their own facilities washroom and pool table should they want it and dartboard and so that's it that's up there and it's just them and so um Wait, it, so it's unique because they have their privacy? Is that what the uniqueness is about it? Well, I've gone to more Airbnb places that the guests aren't there and they just rent out their place full stop, right? Is that not true for me? Okay, so it's more like VRBO kind of thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I, I wouldn't say we were unique. I, I would say we're probably in the – There's it's probably 50-50. Like a, a lot of people rent out their whole place uh, mm-hmm. as like a turnkey. So you can go in there and – they advertise a certain amount of rooms and you get a whole building to themselves. 
but more so, I, I well, I would say 50-50 again, that uh, you're saying with the actual people who are own the establishment and, and you're saying with them. Uh, now, it, it, it's in the first place, a requirement was, like back in the day, was you had to actually give people an air mattress. That was that they wouldn't they wouldn't actually they wouldn't actually the, accept people the, the minimum beds. standard. Yeah. No. 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 They, 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 oh. they, they wanted they wanted to be air bed. mattresses. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's a bizarre requirement. Because it was originally airbed, like that was the whole point. Like let them stay in an airbed and get to know them, and let's camp out. Um, no, we, we, which we is quite work. funny, and, yeah. and 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 that's the way this thing is matured. Like it's, uh, I I don't think the outset plan was to have it as big as it became, or to have it as a proper B and B sort of place. It was just like, oh. okay, well, anybody who's around here who I think it was set up more for people who were not looking for luxury sort of requirements who could stay in someone's mattress or whatever and and that's the way it was going and then it just exploded out of that so i i don't think it was a planned uh business sort of projection in terms of how it was going to work it was just just the way it worked out does it have to be a house no it doesn't it can be an apartment it can be a shack i've seen people rent out camping equipment so we've looked at um can have a yurt in the backyard yes exactly you could have a yurt you could have a glam shed it could be no someone's literally rented out a tent and can't other camping equipment and you can come pick it up like that's what i've seen on there because we've looked in rare in random places because i thought about this because my like my family like we like to spend a lot of times outdoors Mm -hmm. not necessarily like um not necessarily like roughing it camping but just like like we like to go hiking, mm-hmm. spend time with the river, go fishing, that that kind of stuff. Um, my daughter is not gonna be one to like like love sleeping in a tent. Mm-hmm. Right? She, sounds like, she, sounds like, she sounds like she right. glamping. Yeah. So so um, uh, my my friends used to call it champing. So they would bring like <laughs> generators and like video games and like TVs and like champing. I've never, you know, like, I've never heard champing. I know glamping. <laughs> Like out out in the woods, and you could hear the sounds of like Halo Three being played somewhere. So um, that's not camping at all. So we've considered like it'd be cool to have like a camper trailer. Yeah. Like you know, pull it up, has AC, that kind of stuff. But you know, we're not going to use it every time. So maybe to pay for it, we could rent it out. Um, absolutely. Side of the house for yeah. Airbnb. Yeah, absolutely. So that, that's. That's legal. That's yes. considered okay. Absolutely. And I should, so, tell, oh, I should tell my father to do that. But yes, there are people that rent trailers or stationary ones in places and they could stay while they're visiting you in San Antonio's many, many food places. Yeah, absolutely. How much would you rent it? Would you give me a deal if I rented it for me? Uh, uh, so how much do you uh, – wait, Frick, what were you going to say about that? Uh, uh, so sorry. So I, I was just going to say that – so this expanded to the point where it is a legal issue in a lot of places. Mm-hmm. So especially in New York, uh, they have uh, legislation now in place for Airbnb where a lot of yeah. places are you're not allowed to do Airbnb. And also uh, I, I was listening to an article on, on – NPR this week, and I can't, I'm sorry, I didn't pay enough attention to it, but they were saying that a lot of places in San Francisco is now what they're doing is you can buy this mini house and put it in your backyard, Mm -hmm. and you can use that. 
for, for those purposes. Huh. So, so, so that's becoming an issue in other places as well. So, well, issues are coming up as this progresses. There are issues and laws by state and region and country. Um, like Ireland had trouble collecting the tax on this for a long time. We know that people in California, if you didn't pay through the system, that you have squatters' rights. So, if you paid someone's cash and it did go through the system, then they could squat and stay in your house, and they had to get people out. So we know that there's issues. I will say Airbnb probably favors the hosts more than they do the guests. So people have shown up to, like, um, Eastern Europe and to a building that's not even fully built, and they've been scammed, and there has been huh. some of those issues. Um, but they are trying to deal with some of the it was interesting to read the book on it like Farrakhan didn't read the book because like you he listens to books um so his reading of books are slower and uh you're yeah you guys can high five later um but I will say they've talked about like the dark side of what it is and what they want it to be on community and I think we've stuck to it based on we've enjoyed the people we've met uh we had some great guests and good conversations and different walks of life and I don't know. Will you still do you still want to do this for your crew? Yeah, I'd, I'd say the experience is, is the major part of this. I mean, I, I don't think it's a it's it's a money earner. I I won't deny it, but like I don't Not think huge. it's I don't I don't think that's a top priority for this. I think you need to be open for it, and I think you need to be open for new experiences and the people that you meet. And it's funny. So I I I read. I, I wasn't busy in work today, so. I read uh, an article that was probably from 2015, and it said, okay, eight things not to do if you're an Airbnb host. And one of them was try to be their best friends. <laughs> and I would say... Could you take note of that? Because you and Ed drank a lot of whiskey and smoked cigarettes together, so... No, no, no but, I, but I would say that that's something we do. I mean, we're, we're friends with most of the people, well, especially because of the longevity that people have stayed here as well. But we're friends with most of the people that we've been there. Like we keep in contact. We're Facebook friends. We like we we actually, Instagram. yeah. It, it's just a different experience. But that's how we treat it. I don't know if that's a general experience. I don't think it probably is, judging by the place that we've stayed. But we've only been staying in the short term. But I would say in long term, it's it's a nice it's nice to meet different people from different walks of life and yeah. just got to meet them and I got to. Sort of to a to a small term experience what their life is and understand where people from different walks of life what they do and what's important to them and that that's part of the fun. That's pretty cool. Do you get international guests? We do. Uh, we've had a few from different parts of the world, uh, from Venezuela and Brazil. Um, we were supposed to have a yoga instructor from Canada, but she had to cancel because the workshop got canceled. Yeah, no, we've had some people from. Yeah, different places, um, and from the and from the U.S., just different parts of the U.S. And I think my my favorite was one of our first guests. We were talking, and uh, she was starting a new job here, and she was looking for a house. And we were talking about things that you know you're not supposed to talk about. See podcast, whatever, where we talked about religion, yeah. politics, and all that over wine. And she said the funniest thing to me. She goes. Oh, I never thought like academics could be like just regular people. I thought they're always snobby and like kind of jerks. I went, oh, they are. Well, I'm not. I'm not the norm. So, um, but like we had a good laugh about that, and it's just funny because you don't. I think typically run into people of someone who's not like you. Like we share different political beliefs, religious beliefs, family beliefs, and we had a great conversation about things. And yeah, 
Interesting. Yeah. So, so how do you decide the price? Because tech, like mm-hmm. Texas, generally isn't an expensive travel state. It's not. Right. Like, so the hotel I stayed at for Tacuspa for two nights, um, like for two nights, costing what I'm about to spend for one night in Boston. Right. So, yeah, I know. Wow. So, so what? What is like the um, like? How do you determine the the price you like a little bit cheaper than hotel or you competitive to hotel or what there's a system that you you can choose whatever you want point blank blank you could try choose it by night you can make your weekends different you pick the price and we get recommendations from airbnb uh to go lower to be competitive to have more bookings um but we don't drop to that price just because um i don't know i think we're just above like that really shitty hotel long-term stay and we're better right. quality. So I think we've kept it above that. Um, Fyrka, you want to comment on price? Yeah, well, well I was going to say, you, you can see. So in the actual Airbnb and app as well, you can see what other people in your area are charging and what they're offering. So That's true. Airbnb offer that. So so you can okay. see what other people. So, so like within our within our like uh, one mile radius, I was there are people literally offering like a couch. Or a full-out couch or whatever, and, and they're like ten dollars a night or whatever, and or they that's offer not the same. Offer the same thing as us, but on their own, and they might be like ten dollars higher or ten dollars, fifteen dollars higher than us, and we're kind of like, I guess this is our price point. So I think we've picked a sweet spot that we're just right, and you get a discount if you book long term, like a week or a month, and people like Wait, that. Are you are you getting bombed right now? That's Fierka. Oh, okay. getting bombed. Okay. Wait. Our point of information: Our current Airbnb guest is a pilot. So where is he? Oh, sorry. Yeah, I'm outside in the back. So. <laughs> I was like, is something happening? Is that taking cover? No, no, cover? no. We, we've got a uh, five airports within the mile. <laughs> private, private airports. Yeah. The bonus to stay for Airbnb. <laughs> well, yeah, no, so that's who we what's get. The we, we get pilots. What's the recommended price? Yeah. Sorry, the recommended. Um, I don't. It depends on where you are. Really, okay. right? Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and Airbnb will recommend that based on they, they probably have some sort of algorithm that looks at uh, everything within the, the zip code that you're in or the area that you're in, and they'll say, okay, well, this is the medium price or whatever. And then after that, it's up to you. So our recommended price, I'll tell you what it is on our calendar, is thirty-six dollars a night. We charge more than that, um, and I think it's been good because charging more than that puts it at a different price point, not to make money, but to get the clientele we'd want to get. Let's just say that. So we, we have some we have some great guests and we've had some great guests. And I think it's because we've kept it a little bit higher than their recommended recommendation because it's not like we're desperate for guests. This is not our livelihood and income. So I don't care about turning over the room this many times a week. Right. And yeah. So so, so friend, friend of the podcast, Paul Eden, stayed with you for Tacuspa. <laughs> he, he did. So, um, sorry, Paul. I don't know if you were that to be like um, no, secret it's good. or not. But, no, no, but, it's good. Um, uh, he, so he could have, though he drove. I'm assuming he drove. I don't know how he got there. But he, he if you're going, to, if you're a grad student going to a conference, you can probably get an Airbnb and probably lift back and forth to the conference. Mm-hmm. And still pay that of half of what you would have at like the, the conference hotel. Exactly, and this is and so we do host. We host friends and family. Um, we give some discounts for those we like, uh, those we don't like. 
Paul's rates are going up. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so <laughs> like we're work faculty. We make, we get no money for funding. And so he had asked if it was free. That's why Jeff couldn't book. Cause that's really what he wanted to get the full experience. But so sorry. Um, but yeah, if you, he, he stayed with us and his couple pups, that was an exception. And, uh, cause we know them and we've met them and, uh, yeah, like we've had a few friends. Like I had a friend, my friend from Australia, Booked, and I was not even there. I was in Montreal at ACPA at a different conference, and she came in because she was going to South by Southwest EDU, and she stayed with Fiocra, and our other friend Tim from Australia was around. Is that true? You hosted them on your own. Yeah, absolutely, and and put uh, and that's very different uh, in terms of like I brought them around to like all the places in, in Dallas as well. So it wasn't just who were staying here; they were staying here with their friends. So so we we went out to we went out for dinner, we went out to breweries, we went out to all these other places that you would usually definitely if if, if okay. So I, I would say they got specialty treatment, but I would say in general right. as as our Airbnb guest experience. We, we get to know people, and if they're free, I mean, at weekends, which a lot of people are, because they're coming here for work primarily, yeah. we'll say, okay, what do you want to do for the weekend? And, and we'll say, okay, well, we're doing this, and they'll come with us. Yeah, uh, we have gone to, like, concerts with guests. Uh, we have gone to breweries or gone for or friends game nights, actually, which was hilarious because we had our guest from Brazil in town, and she had to look up words, and she was on her phone, like, because she would be like, nail gun, and she looked up nail gun out loud. A nail gun is. And so, like, we had some, we've had some fun. We had bowling, um, and it just happens to be that, like, if you're in town and you're on your own or you're still meeting people besides work that you're just getting to know then we're like i guess you can join us for this or we've invited them to join us for a meal because they've just landed here from mississippi and we're like why not have a dinner with us and our, our friends because it's weird that you're in the house and you wouldn't join us so yeah interesting yeah and, and i'd on, on top of that i'd say that that's more of our maturity model but like in the early days as well i'd say a lot of the people before they'd heard of airbnb before that was a big thing they had actually stayed in a hotel beforehand in, the, in a sort of long-term hotel which would be comparable in price but they yeah. didn't feel comfortable there so some people moved in after staying in those sort of accommodations and they were like yeah I, I prefer to stay with some people who be friendly with and that sort of thing or i can take as much on in terms of if i want to communicate with them or not but like it's it sort of staying in a long-term environment in terms of hotels is kind of stale whereby if you stay with us you can come down and have a drink and like have a bit of a chat get some interaction and get to know what the what the location is really like in terms of dfw area yeah cool laura did we cover the question that that we got on the twitters uh we got one question from our friend george from chicago he said have you ever had a guest you regretted I assume so. I would say overall, no. I was going to make fun that our friend Ron stayed with us and he left. And I said he drank our stuff and Fierker said he left crappy beer. Yeah, he did. He, he, he bought like a 2-4 of like Bud, Bud, Coors Light. Bud Light or Coors Light or something like that. 2-4 uh, like... is a Canadian term that Fierker's picked up in his travels. That's a 24-pack. We call it 2-4s in Canada. Point of information. 
anyway, we have like realistically that that's just a bit a bit of a joke. But I, I think there's only one person that comes to mind that 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 annoyed me to the point where uh, where it was actually I I wanted to kick them out, but but at that stage it was like it was probably five weeks into a seven week stay, and I was like, yeah, I can probably put up with it right. at this point. But point like, of information: I left Fiercra and I went on holidays for three weeks, as a good wife does. And uh, let's say I was out of, the ta- out of town for three weeks. He was left to defend himself, his introverted self in the world of one person. So I, there was no buffer. I feel like that's the only reason why you're saying this. She yeah, maybe, yeah I, I don't think so. She was maybe a bit immature and entitled, but let's just leave it at that. She was fine, other than that. So you have, you have a lot of very nice comments on your uh, on your <laughs> your page. I shared our listing with uh, Jeff, so he can review. Um, Paul gave us friend of the pod gave us a few a few good ones there. We we laughed. We we're like, oh, what's miss? So. Yeah, but uh, but in fairness, she is the only person I think who we didn't review of all the people who stayed. I reviewed her. Uh, she didn't review us because you have no, to. It has to be reciprocal, right? Yeah. So to get a review, they have to give a review, and that's how both post. That's that's, that's and, and she knew that she wasn't going to get a good review from us, so that's why she she's the only person who didn't. But but. No, but I, I think it, it demands a certain amount of openness on both sides. And I think that's the sort of people that you're attracting to this and are going to be attracted to this. So I think that it works out well in most cases. And and so to, to pull it back a bit as well, you obviously get a choice if people want to book mm-hmm. in the first place. Yeah. So... And that's not a big process. I mean, we don't like put background checks on people and anything like that. But some people have requirements; they set requirements when they're booking. And I think you get you can get a tone from people in terms of what they. I wouldn't say demand might be a bit strong. Yeah, no, but no. Like I would say demand. They require. And we we've we've said to a few people, no, we're, we're, we don't want you to say. But like, mo- no, we said it's not suitable. Are, have been people who are short term as well. Yeah, most of those people are being people who say for a weekend and say, yeah, well, I need this in the soccer tub, and I need to be able to watch this game at a certain time. I need a soccer tub to watch Venus and Serena Williams play tennis at the Wimbledon Open. First point of information at the time, we didn't have a TV in the room. We do now. Uh, soaker tub, no, we have a bathtub. Uh, there's a few other things, like, they just don't read, like, a lot of people don't read the profiles, and so if they ask for something strange, you're like, where, what were they thinking of when they were trying to book and ask a question? So we don't have an instant book. We do go through the filter, like, the filter is us, and, uh, Jeff, you never dated online before, did you? No. So, I got married before, I got married before the internet. No, that's not true, <laughs> but I, I got... Um, I, I've been married for 12 years, so it's, uh, it, it was around then, but it was less popular. Exactly. So Fierker and I have never dated online either, but we equate this to like dating online. Let's say you're trying to figure out, are you compatible? Would you be able to live together? And that's kind of what we go through is like, one, how, how is the English language and are they from this country? And is that an issue as well? Two, uh, are their needs this? And do, are they upfront about who they are, what they're doing, or why they're coming? Like, we always are like, hey, this is what we do. We work from home slash blah, 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 traveling. Uh, what are your plans while you're in town? And so we I like to get a feel for that. I don't know. I think we do a little bit of a pre-work. 
Um, we haven't applied this to the, any of the dating applications yet, so my apologies for listeners who want to know more on that. <laughs> yeah, and I, I'd say it's, it's not even as uh, extreme as, as, as you're trying to tell it. I mean, if, if people have, so, have it lined up or whatever, and they have some sort of uh, background uh, vetting, which Facebook, or sorry, which uh, Airbnb pretty much does, then we're fine with it. I mean, it's just extra requirements, which are up above, up and above. And most of the time we can uh, facilitate those, but like in some certain cases, people are just like, okay, did that, that person sounds crazy. I like so, to bring my yeah. cat in and nail in my, my, this screen TV. And you're like, no, that's probably not going to work out. Um, or, I, or I'm a single mother bringing my, bringing my little son. And we share the same room who's 12. And we like, it's a double bed. And we're like, yeah. no, we, we don't want to have that in our, where we live. Like, yeah. That's not really suitable for what we're doing. I'd recommend not having kids. <laughs> That's well, well, says someone well, who has kids. Well, well, not not, also, not also, that also, you're having kids. I mean, hosting kids. <laughs> well, that's a different podcast. But yeah. but, uh, <laughs> but but uh, I would say that yeah, especially because our staircase is is a bit steep. I mean, we 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 actually we haven't had any kids. Now that I think about it, and it's not by design. I yeah. just think people have not asked for that. But it's a it's a double bed in a room upstairs, so. Yeah. It's it's not really family friendly. It is by design, Faircraft. You can have these options. So you can put these all these things in your 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 review. So you can say you're child friendly, you're animal friendly. What kind of animal? Are you accessible? I really like that because I think it really gives people an idea if they're reading the profiles, which we do when we go through them, it's extensively. It says when is a good time? Is it is it smoke free? Suitable for pets or not? Or parties or events so like it'll say what you can and can't do and I think that's pretty good um the other thing I liked about Airbnb when we first started is they sent out a photographer as you look at the photos it's funny some of these are old photos and we've like updated some things but they sent out a photographer for free to take pictures of your whole house essentially and uh there's some great quality photos that you can then use maybe to sell your house except our kitchen looks way different and so does uh, a couple of the rooms, which is funny now that we've redone them. So Airbnb sends a photographer to your house. Mm-hmm. They pay. They contract them. Yeah. Interesting. So, 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 so this is actually a key point in terms of their business development because when they started off, they only had a few places in California, and then some people started uh, signing up in New York, and they were like, yeah. okay, well, why are these people signing on? And the actual one of the guys who set it up said, okay, well, wh- where where are your actual people who are signing on? They said, New York. He's like, well, go over and meet them. Because at the time, they had like less than 30 people who were signed up. So they went over, and basically the guy who founded the company went over with a camera, with like a, just with a digital camera, and went to the people's houses and said, okay, I'm the founder. Let's, let me take some photos. And the people were yeah. almost distraught. They were like what is this whatever but that turned out to be a key decision in terms of how this company got made because everybody wants to know where exactly they're going to stay and what it looks like and everything so so they built that into the business model so i think after uh, a certain amount of stays or a certain amount of time of stays they will actually for free they, they will send out a professional photographer to your home or to wherever you're airbnb out 
If it's in the area, take if, photographs. That's the only thing, yeah. Yeah, but that's what they did. They they, they sent out a professional photographer. He's probably spent two hours in her home <clears throat> taking photographs of all the general areas and wow. especially the the room they're in. And they they were actually really good. Like they they set up stuff upstairs i did like the pool table was empty they set up balls and had it really well lit and stuff like that it it was pretty impressive what they did very cool i i feel much more informed about airbnb now Uh, it's gonna be interesting to see what happens i I know our city council has talked about it before because they're trying to they're trying to determine if they're actually losing um money and they don't know they assume they are but they don't know but then and then i can make a decision until there's actually been like an analysis done so um it'll be interesting to see like how this what happens going forward um so your motivation would be to get a trailer and have it rented out part-time which isn't bad there would be some other uh, legalities like if you said it's not going anywhere then that's fine that's actually easier for you um what was our motivation for you? I think our motivation was basically it was like it was real estate that we weren't using within our sort of uh, property that we owned, and hey, if we could make some money out of it, I think that was originally our thought. But as it turned out, it wasn't really the money that made any difference. It was just nice to meet people in general and have a chat with them and just meet people from a different arena, and. It's all worked out well. I mean, some people have had bad experiences. We've we've only had good experiences. I thought our re- I thought our reason was because you keep breaking stuff, like putting your foot through a thirty foot ceiling, and then having to pay someone in the scaffolding. <laughs> okay, no, actually, that was like one six of, years before. Whatever. Still, so, so we we break stuff in the house and we're getting things fixed. Um, no, the other I think the other motivation was what if one of us was working or as a consultant you were traveling. We're kind of like, oh well. We might as well make money off space that we may not be here all the time. And this still could be a situation that one of us might move and live somewhere else to work for a bit. Jeff's trying to persuade me to move to San Antonio. Um, but that, that could be a way that I see more and more families doing that and couples. And uh, people are kind of like, well, how do I live where I want to live? But also, how can I afford it? So people do this in very expensive cities. They rent a great place and... Uh, Chicago or LA and they can have the apartment and location they want and have a room that's subsidized by another guest that's coming in and I and I could see that being an interesting model and I don't know where this goes in the full share economy but um, it's been work it's worked out for us so far and most people appreciate uh, this little nugget uh, that we have Jack is chewing on his bone and um, yeah I think it's been it's been fun so far but uh, We'll see how it goes. And it's great because I live with an introvert and he's okay with other people in the house talking to him. He actually talks to them more than I do, actually. Oh, cool. All right. So anything else coming up we should announce before we go? Um, I'm really excited for an upcoming guest we have coming, uh, Jess Capetit. I'm getting her book tomorrow, by the way. I have her book. I need to read it. A real book or an audio book? No, I have her actual book with oh, paper. Oh, it's not going to get read then. <sighs> yeah. It's been in my bag for a week now. But I will at some point, re- I need to read some of it before Jess, Jess comes uh, on. Yeah. So. Um, we are going to do a podcast on our 
we haven't talked to each other on podcasting terms for the last few weeks because we saw each other in person. So we'll talk about uh, the presentation on academic writing, being a practitioner and scholar. We'll do yep. something like that soon. Um, and I think you just brought up a really interesting uh, feature show topic too of the 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 people doing the long commutes. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. In academia, we have a lot of that on my campus too. Or I know of a few people who uh, at least tried it. I'd be, uh, I'd be curious to know more about the long commutes because yeah. I'm thinking about that. So if we have listeners that want to talk about long distance commute to work to academia, I'd love to chat about that. Um, oh. We have, and reminded me, because I was talking to Kristen Abel about slideology, you know, your favorite topic, the TED Talks. You want to mm-hmm. talk about those sometime and how much you love sure. them? Love <laughs> TED Talks. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That sounds good. Well, Fiaker, thanks for joining us from outside, yeah, our, from outside our house. Pleasure. Yeah. yeah. Cheers. 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 Cheers.